0: You're listening to the Whitewater Church Podcast. We just want to say thanks so much for tuning in. And if you enjoy what you hear today, please subscribe, share, and review the podcast. If you want to support what Whitewater is doing, you can go to whitewaterchurch.org give. Let's dive into this week's message together. Welcome to 21 Days of Prayer. You know, so much is outside of our control right now, and there's so many tensions and cultural convulsions. There's lack of clarity. There's fear in the air at times. And it's, that makes decision-making really difficult. It makes like living life at times just harder than maybe some of us are, are used to. One of the things we can do no matter what is grow in prayer. One thing we have control over in all this stuff going on in our lives is our prayer lives. And our hope is that coming out of this difficult time, our prayer lives would be stronger than they've ever been. 21 Days of Prayer is an opportunity for each of us to grow closer to God and to each other through prayer. You and I are designed to be channels of love. We're designed to be a channel of love from God to the world, and then also a channel that like, brings all of our love and our, our praise and our prayer back to God. We're designed to be channels of love. Prayer is a practice that changes our perspective. It helps remind us who we are and whose we are and how we can live in to be channels of love to the world. I think of prayer kind of like putting on spiritual lenses, like Jesus lenses or kingdom glasses. And uh, I don't know about you, whether you have contacts or glasses, but every morning I wake up. I can't find my glasses anymore because my daughter's moved them or the dog's been chewing on them or I've put them in a place and I just forgot where they were. And the biggest problem is I can't see where they are. (laughs) So the first five minutes is me trying to find my glasses. And I'll tell you, if I can't find them and I've got to get, like, food for the kids or my wife needs me to do something really quick and I need to get going, sometimes I'll start my day without my glasses on and I'll be stepping on toys, on pets, on kids, and, you know, like, I'll just, I can't read things properly. I can't read and I can't see far away. My eyes are just going really bad. (laughs) but I'll tell you what, when I put my glasses on first thing in the morning, it just makes everything clear. I can see where the toys and the traps and the pets and the kids are, and uh, everything becomes clearer. Prayer is like that. It helps change our perspective. And that's why I actually think praying... First thing, just setting the tone. If you're a Christian or if you're seeking and exploring the Christian faith, start your day with prayer. It can be so simple. Just reminding yourself of the goodness of God, reminding yourself that we're to be in relationship with him, just talking with him. It's like putting those glasses on. It helps prepare us to see the things that God wants us to see the rest of the day. Helps us be in tune with God and be ready to listen, be ready to respond to what he's gonna be doing throughout our day. If you don't put your glasses on in the morning, you can miss so much of the day. Same thing with prayer. If you don't pray at the beginning of the day, if you only wait till the afternoon or evening, or maybe only in case of emergencies, you're gonna miss so much. Put those lenses on so you can see what God wants you to see. I wanna give you a simple prayer pattern to help you in growing in your practice. Now, all of us are at different points in our prayer journey. Some of us might just be starting. Some of us are like, I want to grow. Some of us maybe are doing really, really well in it, but we can all grow. And remember, prayer is simply talking with God. It's not just talking at God. It's relational. It's speaking and listening and hearing from Him. So here's the prayer pattern. Pray, P-R-A-Y. This is based off of the Lord's Prayer. Praise, release, ask, and yield. Praising in the sense of having gratitude for the grace and goodness of God. Release in the sense of becoming aware of maybe some of the burdens we're carrying or that we've put on others and areas that we maybe need forgiveness for. Asking in the sense of asking God for help, for provision, relying on God for the essentials. And then yield. Yielding is remembering not my way, but your way, God. Your way, not the wrong way. If you got a Bible, open it up to Luke chapter 11, verses 1 through 4. Once Jesus was in a certain place praying, as he finished, one of his disciples came up to him and said, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John the Baptist taught his disciples. Now, something I think is so important to note here is Jesus did a lot of incredible things. He was a miracle worker. He had power. He was an amazing preacher, communicator. He was a great influencer within his culture, great thinker. You know, there, you, throughout history, I mean, he's one of the best philosophers, theologians that's ever walked this, this world. But his disciple didn't ask him to teach him um, how to do miracles, how to do philosophy, how to like become powerful or influential. He asked him, how can we pray like you? Teach us how to pray. There must have been something about Jesus and the way he prayed, the way he related to God, that was so different than the other religious leaders and the other religious practices. There must have been something so life-giving and and vital about the way he approached prayer for his disciples to ask that. And so we're going to study as disciples, as learners and apprentices of Jesus, how to pray. Here's a simple prayer that he taught. In verse two, Jesus said, "This." is how you should pray. Father, may your name be kept holy. May your kingdom come soon. Give us each day the food that we need and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. And don't let us yield to temptation. In this simple prayer, Jesus helps open our eyes and change our perspective So that we can be those channels of God's love to the world and bringing the world's love back to God. So let's start with the P in pray, praise, thank Him. When you start off praying, I think it's so important to just get our minds focused on the goodness of God. So in your own way, like get in a you know maybe you need music, maybe you need to be a place where there's no distractions. You know, I'd encourage it in the morning, but you can do this in morning and evenings, afternoon, whatever it might be. Start with praise. Praise God for the, the good, goodness and his grace in your life. Praise him for the kingdom things that you see happening around you. Set your mind on his goodness. And it's, it's something that will lift you out of the darkness that sometimes can pull us in in this world. Love actually lifts us. Love lasts. And so when we praise, it's focusing our minds on the good, the lovely, the, the, the gracious things in our world. And gratitude, it has a way of, of even changing the way our brain is wired, even the way our hearts are wired. So focus your heart and your mind on the good graces of God. A good question, maybe to get you started praying, might be this. Where do you see God's goodness and kingdom growing in your life? The second letter, R, stands for release this, Jesus says, and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. It's remind me of my sins. Help me see honestly my sins or my burdens, my pains, the things I'm carrying that I shouldn't be carrying and help me to release them, to let them go, release the debt that other people owe me with their, maybe the hurt or the guilt or the shame and things they put on me that they shouldn't have. And then remind me that I need to be forgiven by you, God. I do the same things that I'm frustrated with others doing to me. I do that to you and I do that to others. So um, I want you to think of like the image of, of like a gutter. Every year, uh, our gutters get filled with leaves and pine needles. And at some point, like those pine needles and those leaves and debris, just it it just stops the, the gutter from working. Like all the water starts flowing over in the wrong areas or it's backed up and gets stagnant and gross. So every year I've got to go and like clean those gutters, or maybe it might be two years or three years, but I got to clean those out so the gutter actually works and you got to kind of unclog what's blocking the, uh, the gutter from, from working properly. I think it's the same way with our hearts. And in this prayer, when we release things, it's letting go, it's clearing the debris, it's getting rid of those things that are blocking the channel of love that God wants to flow out of your heart, out of your hands, out of your life. A good prayer, or, and it's an it's a actual scripture, is from the Psalms. It says this, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. And point out anything in me that offends you. That's Psalm 139. Point out anything in me that offends you. Help, help me become aware of who I really am and, you know, the good, the bad, and the ugly. So I can just kind of get the gutter clear. You know, another, another image that might be helpful is I remember a few years ago getting ready for vacation and my, my kids were at an age where we were kind of doing a lot of the packing and getting everything ready. And I remember when we were finally ready to go, I needed some help, but the kids weren't doing it right, weren't helping me right. My wife was, you know, distracted trying to get them fully ready. So I just kept taking their bags, my bag, this bag. And by the, by the time I had everything, I had so much weight on me. I took a few steps. I just had to, like, drop everything. And maybe you're at a place like that where this this prayer could be so helpful because you've taken on baggage, maybe baggage that people haven't even put on you. You just picked it up. You just need to let it go. You just got to release it. I want to encourage you in your prayer life, as you're praying through the Lord's prayer, to release the things uh, that God never wanted you to carry in the first place. Whether it's something you picked up on your own or someone put on you, release it, find healing, find strength, find uh, freedom to move forward with God. A helpful prayer uh, that you might want to add on in this section in your prayer life, you might want to just put this in the release section, is what's known as the serenity prayer. It's a prayer of release that might help you on your prayer journey. And, And here's the prayer. You can pray something as simple as this. God... Grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. Courage to change the things I can. And the wisdom to know the difference. There's some things that we were designed to carry, and there's other things that we're not. And we try to sometimes control and spend all our energy around stuff that's really outside of our control. It's outside of our purview. It's above my pay grade. And when we realize that, we can release it. And so I want to encourage you, release those things you need to so that you can be the channel that God wants you to be. All right, third principle, ask the A, it's ask. And that's help me. Luke 11:3 says, "Give us each day the food that we need." You know, sometimes we get so focused on yesterday's food that we miss today's food or we've like we're eating something that's stale or even rotten. God wants to give us something new and he's and he's taking care of us. He's taking care of the essentials on a daily basis. And I think this this area of prayer is so important recognizing what God has given and how he has provided in the past, I think reminds us that we have a good God, a good father who wants to give us what we need. And so we can ask him, uh, ask God for what you need. Ask for the essentials. I don't, you know, you can you can go as crazy as you want, but I think God's a good father and he wants to give us what we need, not just a bunch of crazy things that we want that aren't actually gonna help us, but God wants to, he wants to uh, come through for us. So ask him, God wants to provide for his kids, we're his spiritual children. So focus on what he has given you. Don't be afraid to ask and don't forget what he's given or else you're gonna live in the land of discontentment and no one is, is content living there. I love this teaching on asking, check this out. Then teaching them more about prayer, Jesus used this story. Suppose you went to a friend's house at midnight wanting to borrow three loaves of bread. You know, you know, some of us just like get bread hangry at night. I, I don't know. You say to him, a friend of mine has just arrived for a visit, and I have nothing for him to eat. You know, like Jesus doesn't even say whether that's true or not. He's like, just use that as your excuse when you ask. (laughs) And suppose he's he calls out from his bedroom, "Don't bother me. The door is locked for the night. My family are all in bed. I can't help you. Leave me alone." But I tell you this, says Jesus, though he won't do it for friendship's sake, if you keep knocking long enough, he'll get up and he'll give you whatever you need because your shameless persistence. And so I tell you, keep on asking and you'll receive what you you have asked for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks, receives. Everyone who seeks, finds. And to everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. You fathers, you parents, if your children ask for a fish, do you give them a snake instead? If they ask for an egg, do you give them a scorpion? Of course not. Jesus says, so if you sinful or broken people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? So what's what's the point of this story? Ask Ask, 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 shamelessly, persistently asking, coming to, to God, asking, and then look for his, the answers to your prayer. Look, look for God's provision in your life. Move forward in contentment in the provision that your good heavenly Father provides. Here's the last prayer principle, and it's why. It's yield. And that's saying your way, not my way. Your kingdom come for everyone. Luke 11, 4, in the, in the Lord's Prayer, says this, And don't let us yield to temptation. That's interesting, isn't it? You can remember this portion when Jesus teaches, whenever you pray, say, Father, your name be honored as holy, your kingdom come And in Matthew, it says, Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So don't let us yield to temptation, is really saying, Let us yield to your will, God, not our will. We want to do the things you want, not just what other people want, or whether it's people think it's the best thing or the greatest thing, or I think it's the best thing. I want to do what you want. Martin Luther King Jr. said this I just want to do God's will. That is a powerful statement. Sometimes I think, there's emphasis in Christian life and faith, and there's, uh, there's seasons of emphasis. Sometimes there's an emphasis on grace or on love or vocation. And I think sometimes we forget this emphasis on doing God's will. And some of the greatest people throughout history who have been those channels for God's love in incredible, amazing ways, they've had that heart to just do God's will. I think it's important to kind of remember that prayer, talking with God, Without a desire to submit to God's will is either an excuse for just being obstinate or it's just plain ignorance. Either one misses the, the point and misses the mark. Jesus is making God's will and way over any other. And he sets the example for that all the way to the cross, dying for the sins of the world, for these broken people who actually put him on the cross. He died for them. He loved them so much that was doing God's will. Anything less than that was going to be a temptation. Do you want to do God's will? Do you want to love the people God loves? And do you want to serve the way God wants you to serve? Hell trembles when men and women look up to heaven and say, our Father. When we look to him and realize and know deep in our bones that God is good, and we start going through this prayer reminding us that that humans were designed to be channels of love, bringing the, God's love from heaven to earth and earth's love back to our heavenly father. This, when we realize this, darkness flees. Doubts grow dim. The worries of our, of our life fade. Faith returns. Love grows and warms our hearts. And you know And I know that your heavenly father hears you. Your father runs to you. It's it's the reminder that the prodigal son can always return home. It's the reminder that the, the, the prodigal father is running to the prodigal son or daughter. God's love is so deep. He loves us so much. And we need to hear his voice. And we need to hear the reminder of who we are. Prayer is putting on the Jesus lens, the kingdom glasses to see from a better perspective, to have greater clarity on how to join God in his kingdom work. I want to leave you with this image. Um, In our day and age, it's real easy for like anxiety and worry and uh, just the fast-paced and strange rhythms of the world we live in to just get our hearts off, get our lives off. You can actually see this happening in real time where people's circadian rhythms get off. That's like your actual sleeping habits and how you're, you're wired. And when that gets off, like you're, you're not healthy, you don't feel good, your body's not good. The rhythms of the world can really get like our physical and I think our spiritual clock off, like our priorities off. Whenever someone's circadian rhythm gets really off and they start getting unhealthy and sleeping patterns are really bad, one of the ways to deal with that is to go to a mountain or go out in the wilderness, somewhere where there's no light pollution, you can't hear traffic, you can't see the lights of a city, and you you get out into the wilderness and and you'll get outside in the wilderness, and you know, under the stars, they'll sleep. And sleeping without all the noise and the light and the kind of some of the unnatural rhythms, getting back in that healthy place and getting away from the madness actually resets the body, and it resets the body to better and healthier circadian rhythms. I think prayer is like that for the Christian. When we get off and get away with God and away from the madness of our world, all the worry and anxiety, the blind spots, the poor priorities that are signs of our spiritual health being off, our hearts get set kind of back to true north. So let me ask you, how many of you need to kind of get to the mountain and get some time with God and get our rhythms and our priorities and our hearts realigned? So when we're on the mountain, we can see from a higher perspective. And I think we're reminded of who we are and how we can be channels of God's love to the world. Guys, I love you so much. I'll see you next week. Thanks again for listening with us today. If you have any questions or comments about today's message or would like to contact Whitewater Church, reach out at info at whitewaterchurch.org or click contact in our show notes. And if you'd like to get involved in what Whitewater's doing to bless our communities, you can go to whitewaterchurch.org give. Your generosity is love in action. Have a great week, and we'll see you next time.